I said a one, two, a buckle my shoe. I said a one, two, buckle my shoe. I said a three, four, a knock at the door. I said a three, four, knock at the door. I said a hotel, motel, a holiday inn. I travel large and Ibis too, and food is good for you. Get your strawberries over here. That was pain. Hello, and welcome to, <laughs> to episode 36 of the Still and Owl pod with me, Al. And me, uh, Stu, unfortunately. Stu, did you like that? Nope. <laughs> I thought that was quite good. I was, singing, I was singing. <laughs> fuck off. I was singing that to myself in the car the other day as I was driving to work. It was great fun. I had an other song stuck in my head today. All okay. be revealed why shortly. Oh, good. So, Stu, how you been? Yeah, all right, Al. Um, I started a new job this week. Oh, caretaker. Yeah. I don't know why no. I said caretaker. Grave digger. No, no, wrong again. <laughs> hey, we could uh, be gra- we could be grave diggers, couldn't we? And we could do a podcast. You can. Uh, all right. That that I'll, dig you, I'll dig your grave. <laughs> and I'll dig yours. And then we'll fight to the death. <laughs> and we'll live stream it all for our lovely listeners. <laughs> Sounds so, a bit sorry. like uh, Chris Conrath's exciting uh, day-to-day as well. Yeah, he was uh, mopping the floor. Mopping the floor. Look, uh, he's got a mention there, hasn't he? So, Chris is corner, coming soon. Soon. <laughs> Sloon. Sloon. Um, so, Al, as you know, I started a new job this week. Put the details out on our Twitter page, as you uh, may have seen. I didn't. You didn't? Okay, never mind. Uh, I get notifications turned... as well when, when we yeah, tweet. Yeah, well, I don't know what's happened there. Maybe you want to check your iPhone. Um, but I'm not the only one who's um, had to share this great news because a few of our listeners uh, have written in to share with us about their new uh, line of work this week too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we've had Conrad, not Conrath, Conrad, Conrad from yeah. Brighton. Uh, he says, I, I got a new job at the bakery. Um, I took the job as I needed the dough. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, we've got Sarah from Miami. Uh, she says that my new job is making plastic Draculas. Yeah. Uh, there are only two of us in the production line, so I have to make every second count. Oh, God. Yeah, very clever. Love it. Uh, Brian <laughs> from Sydney says, I got a new job at Old McDonald's Farm. I'm going to be the CIEIO. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, good. Uh, Lucian Wheels. Uh, oh, she says, um, she's got a new job crushing cola cans, but it's uh, so depressing. Oh, God, yeah, I like that. Hey, Stu. Fi- oh, finally, sorry. Al, yeah. Finally. Um, Abdul from Seattle. He's emailed in. Yeah. Hey, guys, start my new job next week. Hoping it's better than my uh, last job where I got fired from my job as a masseur. Uh, no specific incident. They just said I rubbed people the wrong way. Oh, very good. Like it. And that, uh, that reminds me of the time I uh, oh, went through. <laughs> Shut up, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> It just reminded me of the, uh, the time I went for a job interview uh, for a blacksmith's apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really uh, odd interview. He said to me, have you ever shooed a horse before? Hmm. I said, um, no, but I told a donkey to fuck off. <laughs> Imagine telling a donkey How to about you? fuck off. <laughs> so just going back to the can crushing, do you, hmm. um, do you remember ever going to Snibston Discovery Park with primary school? Yes. And do you remember that they had a can crushing thing there? They did. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've got to say about it. Oh, right. it was I thought actually it was a... a lot more boring than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought there was some shtick coming no. in. I'm just let listeners know we are recording this via Zoom today because Stuart's got... Where are you going tomorrow, Stu? 
I gotta go to a birthday party. Who's um, going to a birthday party? The thing is, though, I got FIFA 22 delivered today. So oh, did you? Sack it off and just play that all day instead. No, you've got to go now because you didn't come here. Yeah. So this yeah, is the, yeah. so um, this one's for Chris Conrath because he wants us to do a sober episode, and I'm sober. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Stu's sober, so we're we're doing a sober episode today. I mean, we I didn't got... mean to get that drunk last week, Chris. No, we really did. But off. we thought it was funny, and you know, my bag my bag of nails was bad last week because <laughs> I was. I was I actually read the notes back and uh, I didn't miss a lot of bits out and just slurred all the way through it. But Stu, when I was editing last last the last episode, I've not laughed so much as well uh, as ever before because it was bringing back memories and I really enjoyed it and I think we should do it again. I think though that's the thing that is our style of podcasting. We do it when we're drunk because I know that I get more confidence to do the silly voices and the and say stupid things when yeah. I've had a couple of drinks. Didn't so, have any confidence to ask people their top no, threes. No, I couldn't I ask people their top threes. I was still too nervous. I have got a glass of red wine. I am going to be Did sipping you? that throughout. But um, as I say... I've got Moretti, but I've only green. got one can. Yeah, see, so there you go, Chris. This is a sober episode. I've got but really. <laughs> don't get used to it because it's not going to happen that often. No, because we'll be going out again. Well, with a couple of weeks, Alex and Chris from VAO at the bar are joining me here in Leicester for Oktoberfest. Oh, wait, what, what's the date of that? The Saturday something. I booked tickets ages ago. You two said you wanted to come. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't remember when, it, when the date was. I think it's the 23rd or something like that. All right, cool. You better turn up now. I bought the bloody tickets. Well, yeah, I will. So, um, Johnny Hamill's the... coming as well. I know he is, yeah, because you told me. So, um, Stu, this week's going to be quite an ABBA-heavy episode, I think, because uh, we've, our top three is top three ABBA songs. Not very popular on social media. Yeah, well, I don't get that. They're a top band. I'm with them, Stu. I'm not a big fan of ABBA. I can't see how no one can like ABBA. Like, it's not that I dislike them. I'm just not a big fan. I wouldn't listen to their music in the car. I would. Okay. So, Stu, because um, it's an ABBA episode, I thought I'd um, find out the origins of the name ABBA and how they came up oh, with it. Okay. Now, Stu, do you, do you know how they came up with the name ABBA? Yes, but I imagine you no, go, don't. No, go on. Else no, te- <laughs> tell us <laughs> how you. Yeah, it's the it's the initials of all four of their first names. Ah, that's a common misconception, Stu. That is what many people get wrong. There's actually... no, they don't because it's right. <laughs> <laughs> many people get it right because that's correct. Well, I met um, with this week. I had a, I had some time, and I met with their ex manager, Brian. China fluff, not the um, manager. He was, and um, he told me about no, what, how they got their. <laughs> he told me about how they got their na- their name. So, um, Did he? what what I'll do is I'll just pass you the tape and you can play it because I recorded All it. Right. There you go. All right, good. All right. Oh, it looks a bit broken now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it always is. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Click. Hi, I'm Disclaimer. here. Disclaimer: with... <laughs> What you're about to hear is not the truth. For legal reasons, we have to say this. I'm here with the manager of ABBA. I've already forgotten his name. I do apologise. Brian. Brian. And he's going to tell us the real reason behind ABBA's name. Uh, Brian, over to you. Yes, well, uh, you know. Uh, Where's ABBA, he from? Where's he from? Um, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, a lot of people think that the... Uh, uh, Abba name comes from their names, obviously. Uh, whatever their names were, Agnetha, 
Bjorn, Benny, and Anifrid. Uh, I think that's their names, yes, because I don't speak. I just call them Abba, and they come call it. They come over. I don't <laughs> say their names individually. That'd be silly. Um, Abba, come here. <laughs> exactly. I call them in for their tea. I say, Abba, your sausages and chips are ready. Who wants chips. beans? That sort of thing. And sausage, <laughs> chips, and beans. <laughs> yeah, sausage, yeah. chips, and beans. Uh, but uh, actually, uh, we were in the recording studio at one point, and we still hadn't got a name for the band. And... Um, and uh, the boys, Benny and Bjorn, they were being very silly. They were uh, flashing their villies through the um, window of the recording studio. You look, you look your Z, don't you, uh, Brian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were flashing their villies through the recording studio window when the two girls were in the other side. They were flashing their villies and pulling their foreskins back. And <laughs> Who was pulling what back now? <laughs> They were, they were pulling their foreskins back and, uh, you know, yes, being very right. silly boys. Yeah. And um, it was actually um, Annie Fried who said, oh, all boys behave atrociously. And I said, hold on, say that again. And she said, all boys behave atrociously. And I thought about it and I thought, what are the first letters of those words? A, B, B, <laughs> A, Abba. <laughs> And that is how the name of Abba came about. Thank you very much. Uh, keep buying their albums. So, Stu, who'd have thought it? What are who'd their names have... again? A- Agnetha. Yeah. A- Annie Freed. Yeah. Bjorn and Benny. Okay. I could get it right. Didn't I? I've written them down. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Just so, checking Stu, that's a, that's a massive surprise for me. I imagine it is for you as well. No, because it's not true. Okay, well, let's move on to top three. Top three. In each episode, Stu and I give each other a subject to go away and come up with our top three things about. In the last episode, it was Stu's choice, and you gave us top three... Uh, Top three ABBA songs. ABBA songs. Now, as we've said before, not a big fan on social media. A few people even refusing to send theirs in. I know Keza G90 has refused. Who? So Keza G90. Who's that then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. When they don't, when they don't contribute, they're gone. They're dead to us. <laughs> I usually forget to mention theirs anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, so Even if she did, I probably wouldn't have said them. <laughs> so still, Sorry, I went. Down, <laughs> I I purposely didn't listen to any ABBA songs this week, but I did go down the list of ABBA songs that I found on the internet, and I found three that I think are their best. To be fair. So okay. do you want me to go first? If you want to. So number three, Stu, I'm going to go with Voulez-vous. Aha! <laughs> that's what I picked as well. Oh, it's number three? That's my, that's my number three, yeah. Oh, excellent. So Voulez-vous, Stu, released in 1979. The French yep. translation is Do You Want? Do you want a hug? <laughs> a hug? I do. <laughs> It was written. Did you? I didn't know this, dude. But most songs were just written by Benny and Bjorn. Yeah. With uh, I didn't know that. Found that out. Um, all but one of their songs were recorded in Sweden as well. Oh. Uh, in the Billboard, uh, Billboard described it as one of ABBA's most dynamic tracks, um, and it is almost Russian sounding in its accents. Well, I don't know okay. what that means. Yeah. Is, is Russian music like that? But that, there you go. So my three, That's number three, Stu. I've gone with Voulez-vous. Yeah, so it's the second track from the album ABBA. Uh-huh. Uh, what does ABBA stand for again now? 
all boys behave atrociously. That's right. Uh, it's ABBA's 13th biggest song in the UK. Uh, the melody was written uh, by Ben and Bjorn, as you, like you said, uh, as, and it was written in the Bahamas uh, as a songwriting trip. The, the backing track and the actual track itself was recorded in Miami, uh, which makes Voulez Vous the only track to be recorded outside of Sweden. So you're saying it was, the, it was written in the Bahamas. Imagine that as a band. Oh, we want to write a new sing- a new album. Okay, get on with it. Yeah, but we want to do it in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, it was sure. A songwriting go for it. trip. Okay, so, you know, oh, of course it's it. a songwriting trip. Oh, now how much time they spent songwriting. And the rest of it on their yeah, fucking they jet Voulet, skis. They wrote Voulez Vu there, Al. Yeah, but there's, not, it? there's barely any lyrics to it. There's barely any lyrics to it. Top three. Oh, no, I, bet I bet they're brilliant at jet skiing. Fucking Liberty. Well, popular in Belgium, it reached number one. A lot of their songs uh, reached number one in Belgium, didn't they? They did, yeah. Uh, only reached number three in the United Kingdom and Ireland, uh, 79 in Australia, and all the way down to number 80 in the United States. Mm. Not a popular one over there. No. Don't know about you, uh, Frank. Did you pick that? No, no, you didn't. So there we go. Excellent. So shall I move on to my number two, Stu? Yes. My number two is... Knowing me, knowing what? you. Uh-huh. That's my, that's my number two as well. Now, what I, is going on uh, here? <laughs> I, I guarantee we've got the same first number one as well. Yeah, so, because we've got a dance to it. <laughs> released in 1976, again written by Benny and Bjorn, but also Stieg Anderson. Let's stop you there, Al. It was released in 1977. It was recorded oh, was it? in 1976. Okay. The main reason I like this song is because it's the theme tune for Alan Partridge. Uh, no, you know, and you with Alan Partridge. The yep. video, the video depicts the band against a colourful backdrop, singing face to face, and then turning away as they sing. Lovely stuff. Traditional just, I, Swedish um, way of singing that as well. To be honest, though, I'm not a massive fan of the song, but it's because of Alan Partridge that I'm putting it in there. I actually like the song. Aha! Uh-huh. They have a lot of good. aha in their songs, don't they? Um, I can only think of two. Voulez-vous, aha. Knowing me, knowing you, aha. And then there was, aha, it's magic. Yeah, and then there, you are the dancing queen, aha. Aha, aha. Yeah, you're right. So you can't dance. Yep. Okay, stop it now. The fourth and final single from the album, Arrival. Ooh. Uh, the song was recorded on the 23rd of March, 1976 at the Metronome Studio in Stockholm. Uh, yep. It was also covered by British singer Sid Black in 1980. <laughs> What's it? Surprise, mm. surprise! <laughs> no, with me, no, with you. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, lovely Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da, Chuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh this one reached number one in germany ireland south africa and the uk not belgium oh uh, and 14 like in the united states did you pick this one frank no no he didn't god so i'm gonna say my number one Stu, and I imagine you're exactly the same it's does your mother know does your mother know yeah yeah, yeah. do you want to go first with this one yeah go ahead I picked this one because it's their best song and mm. me and Addicts actually have our own dance for this song as well, which we performed um, at my 30th 
birthday. Me dressed as Wolverine and Alex dressed as Peter Pan. Uh, it's the second single taken from the album Voulez-Vous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we know uh-huh. what the title of this, song, this uh, episode will be called, don't we? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, recorded on the 6th of Feb 1979 at the Polar Music Studios and released only two months later. Uh, it reached number three in Ireland, number four in the UK, and number 19 in the United States. Did you pick it, Frank? Uh, Frank did not. Oh, okay. what? Uh, and it reached number one in... Belgium. Belgium. That's right. Alex, I think we should, um, next time we meet up, we'll, we'll uh, record the dance that we do for this and then okay. put it on the um, Twitter and Instagram pages for our fans to watch and admire and marvel in. <laughs> So I don't think I've got many more extra notes about it. Again, written by Ben and Bjorn. I've got that it was number five in the Great Britain. Um, um, no. And it was Not the 14th four. biggest song in the UK. Uh, only number one in Belgium and the Euro Hot 100 singles. Yeah, I saw that. I don't, I don't buy that as an actual chart, so I ignored it. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, there's our... It doesn't our... sound legit, does it? No. Where are you broadcast? Europe. Europe. Where? No. Just general uh, Europe. I've got a few honourable mentions as well, Al. Um, Fernando, Gimme, 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 The Name of the Game, and SOS. So I really like this band. SOS. Aha. When you're gone, aha. How could I even try to move on? Aha. Lovely stuff. Watermelon sugar. Aha. No, we're not getting into that again. Uh, okay, so the top three uh, on the socials this week for the ABBA songs, Chris Conrath just said no, and that was it. One word on Instagram, no. Fair enough. Uh, Chris Williams from VAR at the bar, knowing me, knowing you. Yep. The winner takes it all. Yep. And Super Trooper. Super Trooper. Do-be-do-be-do-per. <laughs> uh, yes, there's some good ones there, Chris. Uh-huh. Um, Frank, we'll save you to last because I want to talk about you in a minute. Australian Dan, uh, he said there can be only one, which is one of us, which was a masterpiece in his words. How does that go? One of us is trying. One of us is trying. I don't think I've ever heard that song before. It's a good one. Good good choice there, um, Dan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> right. I'll go through my family because they like Abba. Uh, okay. Kim, Mama, Waterloo, Dancing Queen, Chikatita. Yep. Uh, Claire, Chikatita, Fernando, Super Trooper. Mm-hmm. Dad, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Uh, money, Money, Money. And mm-hmm. Fernando, Fernando, Fernando. <laughs> I'm brilliant. Uh, the, the girls at work at my new, yeah. new job, they all contributed today. Um, are they all so going to download? Of course they are. All right. Well, hello to Stu's new work people. Ah, hold on now. So Rebecca has gone for chicken tikka. Hmm. Got a little uh, joke there. Uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. And does your mother know? Uh, Daniela, who's been training me all week. Thank you for that. Well done, Daniela. Mama Mia. I imagine Mama Mia. that he's hard to work with. No. <laughs> no, he's not. Mama Mia, take a chance on me. And Waterloo. Waterloo sunset. Nope. <laughs> okay. nope. Nope. And Nikki has gone for knowing me, knowing you, yep. Fernando, and Dancing Queen. 
big shout out to Nikki because it was her her decision Birthday. to hire me. Oh, well done. Well, uh, commiserations, Nikki. Brilliant. Uh, Brendan, Brendo Tran. Brendo Tran. Summer Night City. That's one I'm not familiar with. Summer um, Night City. The little of the uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of us again. Yeah. And lay all your love on me. And he's also going for an honorable mention for the Alan Partridge melody. Medley. He wrote melody. Well, he, he's wrong. Well, maybe it was autocorrect. Probably, yeah. Bad luck, Brendan Tran. Um, Mrs. Regular Gab said, fuck off. Oh, language. Mm. I'm from the Gilbert that. as well. Yeah, I know. I'm from the Gilb. <laughs> um, Regular Gab thought he'd be trying to be a bit clever this week. Uh, do you know what? Week. His response was one of my favourites we've ever got. It was good. That was genius. So, well done, Gav. Gold star this week. Not a yellow card for once. Gold star. So, he's gone for Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man. Shabba uh, ranks. Mr. Loverman. Shabba. <laughs> and Fabiker Boy with OMG. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lovely stuff. That's Very great. Well. And finally. <laughs> Frank has gone for Lay All Your Love on Me, Super Trooper, and Waterloo. Lay All Your Love on Me is a great track. Lay Um, All Your Love on Me, baby. (coughs) Speaking of Frank, he's got a great film podcast out, Silver Screeners. Always an enjoyable listen. And he's also actually very kindly invited me and Al onto his show to record a very special Coen Brothers episode soon. Yep. Uh, but he's just waiting on when we're free. He um, does know his stuff as well. When I've listened to his podcast, oh, yeah. he, he really knows his stuff. And he does go, he, he always gives makes lectures, me want to watch he? the films as well. So like yeah. when he did the American Graffiti's episode, I watched that for the first time. I can't remember uh, what he was talking about. Re- when he did that, I yeah. watched that. And then there's been so many ways he's just done a show and I thought, oh my God, yeah, that was that good. And then I went back and watched it. There is one recently that he spoke about and I did go back and watch that film. I think later that day, I was actually, I just thought, God, I've got to watch that. I can't even remember what it was. But um, Oh, Bullet. He did one about Bullet. The other oh, week yeah. As well. so, yeah. Um, yep, very knowledgeable. Very, uh, lovely bloke. So, he is. He's and uh, we're, we're very much looking forward to that. So we're going to try and arrange. I know you said either the evenings or weekends. So we are <laughs> going to try and yeah pick a spot where we can both do that. And then you can now all listen to this show. And if you've not already started to download um, and listen to Silver Screeners, uh, do. Highly recommend it. One of the best podcasts out there, in my opinion. And he's got a great accent. He has. He's from great, Boston. Yeah, Boston. I'm not Boston. <laughs> Okay, Stu, do you want your next uh, top three? Do I? Do I? So, Stu, what would you say our catchphrases are? Alex, you twat, wake up, you're pissed. <laughs> and, and mine would be, Stu, you've pissed yourself. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stu, I, like, uh, um, I thought what I'd do for the next episode is, is ask our listeners what their favourite comedy catchphrases are. So I don't want catchphrases such as, I'll be coming back. From the Terminator, or um, uh. Adam from Rocky. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> or um, 
Stop being sick on me, Exorcist girl from The Exorcist. You know, that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Um, but I want to know your... Oh, what about that one from uh, Goodfellas? I mean, what do, you, what do you mean I'm funny? Like, don't... Do you find I, me I amusing? Meant, I wasn't meant to be funny. I was being bloody serious. Yeah. What do you think? I'm a bloody comedian or something. Like bloody Peter Kay, garlic bread. Godfather so, as well. I've got this offer that I've uh, just um, been playing around with. I don't think he's going to turn it down. On the day of my son-in-law's wedding. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. <laughs> so what I'd like to know in you, the next episode is your top three comedy catchphrases. Garlic bread. I'm a bothered. Oh, yeah, but no, but... <laughs> Don't choose any of them so fucking shit. So that's what I want to hear on the next episode. So if you'd like to get in I contact with his, us... I ate his sandwiches with some nice baked beans and a <laughs> ribena. <laughs> so if you'd like to get that's in contact with us and tell us your top three comedy catchphrases, we are stewandowpod at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter, we are at stewandowpod. So that was top three. And now it is time for 90s Corner. Nineties corner. So we've had a recent change to Nineties corner, as you know. Uh, used to be just whatever you like to add the nineties. Tell us. Now we've um, organised it a bit. We last week finished. Only took us about thirty-three episodes. <laughs> yeah, it did actually. Um, we've just finished with nineteen ninety. We're bringing the results of the latest poll, which was your favourite nineties uh, pop culture moment. But this week we wanted to know your favourite film. Or movie from 1991. Great year. Another good year. A very good year. Fine, like, fine year for movies. I like the fact that whenever this comes out, Chris Comrath will always say on Twitter all the films that he enjoys from 1991. So it, it means we have to do less research. So I can just really, I can usually just choose one of his. So it makes it so much easier. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So how yeah, did you. All of his- all of his honourable mentions. Uh, there was not a bad film in, yeah. in his uh, selections, as okay. uh, as to be expected. So, Stu, do you want me to go first? Yeah, it was tough, though, weren't it? It was tough because there was a lot of good films, and I ended up picking a film mainly for the lead actor in it. I think, and it's one of those films that I watched a lot when I was younger. I've not seen it for a few years. I need to go back and watch it. But the film I picked Stu, is Drop Dead Fred. Oh, ah, yeah. So. Drop Dead Fred obviously came out in 1991, starred Rick Mayle, Phoebe Cates, and Carrie Fisher from Star Wars, which I cannot remember her being in it, but I'll have to go back and watch it. Uh, it's about a, She, of uh, course, played Han Solo. Yes. And she said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, you nerf herders. So it's about a young woman's life um, that is rocked by the presence of her childhood imaginary friend, played by Rick Mayle. Legend. It only scored 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. I do Can't wonder, right? Yeah, I do wonder if I went and watched it back, I wouldn't like it as much. But then I think it's one of those where I wonder if a lot of um, American viewers have watched it and have not sort of got the humour of Rick Mayo like, like we would because he's like a national treasure for us. Possibly, yeah. Um, so I think for some people that, don't, that haven't seen Bottom... Uh, the young ones, that sort of thing. Probably Classics. wouldn't like him as much as as, as we would. Um, Stu, Robin Williams was actually offered the role that Rick Mayo had, but he turned it down to film Hook. So probably a good decision. I don't know. 
But then I don't think I'd have liked it as much if he'd been in it. I think I'd have preferred it with Rick Mayo. Also, Stu, oddly, they both died in 2014. Robin Williams and Rick Mayo. Two massive losses. Two massive losses. Uh, Tim Burton was uh, into direct, but he declined. And Winona Ryder turned down the role of Flor- uh, sorry Elizabeth, which went to Phoebe Cates in the end. Uh, I lost. love this film. I think it's I think it's hilarious. And I know yeah, there's somebody else. I haven't seen it, well. it for ages. Yeah, so I, I need to uh, watch it again. But I remember. We I used to... Go on, sorry. I was going to say I used to watch it with my next door neighbour, and we, we used to watch it probably once a week for months. Just love it. Yeah, it was good. Mm. We were. I remember a while back we did say that we were going to do a special episode where we rewatch uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. And just uh, do a live episode while watching that. So Drop Dead, I don't know when we're actually ever going to do these, but um, Drop Dead Fred may be worth... Um... Yeah, it might be thrown, thrown I, I, in there. There's a lot of things I can't remember about that film. I've only got like no, eight I... memories of it. I remember it being funny, but yeah. I couldn't quote it or anything like that. You're my fella. You're... <laughs> was it? I'm your fella, Isabella. I remember that line in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely needs a rewatch. Yeah. Okay, so what have you chosen? Um, Silence of the Lambs. Because it's... Originally, Bruce Forsyth was going to play the role and he was going to go instead of the actual thing that... Not just the voice I can't do that Anthony Hopkins does. I bet you didn't know that. No, I didn't. Do you know if Bruce Forsyth actually was in Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. He would have been. Um, it would have been good if he played the part of uh, what's his name? Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill, yeah. <laughs> 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 it rubs the lotion on its skin, or oops, it gets the hose again, and now you can have <laughs> you can have two from the top and one from the bottom. <laughs> rub, rub it on two from the top and one from the bottom. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I've not got any um, trivia or anything. Like that, so I'm just going to quickly go on IMDb and read the first three that's on there now. In preparation for his role, Sir Anthony Hopkins studied files on serial killers. He also visited prisons and studied convicted murderers. Okay. And he actually was present in some court hearings. Oh, as well. Okay. Um, that's good. So now we're just listening to Stu. Yeah. One of the inspirations from whom Anthony Hopkins borrowed his interpretation of Dr. Hannibal Lecter was a friend of his in London who rarely blinked when speaking, which unnerved anyone around him. Mm. And uh, Jackie D originally uh, auditioned for the role of Clarice Starling. I did hear that. Um, but then was turned down when she started to speak. <laughs> and rather than the perfume that she's wearing, it's just the smell of stale WKD. Grim. <laughs> Buffalo Bill by Bruce Forsyth, though. That would have been great, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would have, yeah. So that's uh, two good choices there, Stu. So what have the listeners contributed? Quite a lot. Um, oh, I've got some honourable mentions, though. I don't know about you. Not that I can think of. But go, go for the but listeners to... first, and then, and then we'll Yeah, because they pretty much covered all my um, yeah. honourable mentions. Anyway. So we'll start with uh, Chris Comrath, because he, he actually picked Silence of the Lambs. Uh, but his honourable mentions are The Commitments, great film. Family and Louise, again, great film. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood, 
Yes, film. that was so Barton, hard not to pick. Barton Fink. If we were doing a top three 1991 films, that would have been in there. Yeah. Uh, the Fisher King. Terminator 2. Oh, yes. Point Break. That would have been my number two mm. as well. It would have been Lambs, T2, Barton Fink. Point Break, Last Boy Scout, and Delicatessen. Yep. Um, Frank. Oh, Frank He's gone for Silence of the Lambs as well. Um, honorable mentions to the Fisher King and What About Bob? Yep. Uh, Keza G, Boys in the Hood, and Terminator 2. Uh, Brendotron, Drop Dead Fred and Regular Gav Terminator 2. So the films up for next week's poll will be Silence of the Lambs Drop Dead Fred Terminator 2 and Boys uh, in the Hood Yes, Boys in the Hood, yeah. That's going to be a difficult one. I, I, I think it's either going to be Terminator 2 or Silence of the Lambs with that. I think it'll be science slams. Uh, further honorable mentions from me, Beauty and the Beast, JFK, and Hot Shots. Oh what my a god, yeah, that was yeah. for films. Hot Shots is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, brilliant, lovely stuff. So, okay, so Stu, what about the poll from last week? Yeah, uh, let me just open it up. So, it was the top, uh, it, it was your favorite um, pop culture reference. Mo- um, event from 1990 the yeah. four up still you're just going to read them in order of last yeah first. i'll go from fourth last to first so my pick uh only got nine percent of the vote simon and garfunkel's rock and roll hall of fame induction yeah 11 votes in total uh in joint second place was w and mr bean and the independence of namibia yep imagine that those two things together <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, what do you want the... do you want independence or do you want to watch mr bean again can I do both? <laughs> uh, but a 55% victory for the debut of The Simpsons. Now, yeah. there was some discussion about this. Uh, for regular Gav, <clears throat> Simpsons was earlier than that. I responded. It began to regular air in 1990. Um, then there's an argument about him going, I'll go with Brendo Tron's take on this, given it started in 1987 and the first one was in 1989. But if Brendan says it's 90s, I'll buy it. He voted for independence of Namibia. He said, because uh, Ruth is South African, I can just imagine what it must have been like to be ruled by them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keith Campbell broke with tradition and just nominated something for himself anyway by going for Madonna's (laughs) Blonde Ambition Tour in Munich. Yeah. Which was denied. And then he just responded with a gif of Madonna dancing. Okay. Which was nice. Um, Brendan said um, in the UK it was 1990, in the US it was 1989. Yeah, so we were going with um, the UK. <clears throat> yeah, we so... are in the UK. Now it was Frank's pick um, that did the uh, debut of The Simpsons. Okay. Very popular this episode, aren't you, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you win that. The prize will be the first two pints on me and Al when we come to see you in America next year. Yes. Okay, so in the next episode... Can't have Carling. No, I very much doubt they sell Carling in America. Lucky then. Yeah. So in the next episode, we are still in 1991, but we would like Mm. to know your favourite single from the year 1991. Um, I can't think of a single song that came out in 1991 at the moment, 
but I'm sure there'll be some bloody corkers. And if you were, yes. So um, if you'd like to tell us your favorite single from 1991, get in contact. We are still in our pod at gmail.com or on social media, Twitter and Instagram. We are at still in our pod. Enter Sandman Metallica. There you go. There's one. Don't just I read them. I... Just get on with the podcast. The one and only Chesney Hawks. And um, I want to sex you up by Color Me Bad. Oh, there's three great choices already. Uh, still to come, there's um, a lot more features, as usual. I'll give you some news, including a very good, true story about Eminem this week. Oh, yeah. Gabba. Uh, there's uh, two interesting topics in Bastermind. Al <clears throat> uh, takes a trip down the bag of nails. Mike reads helpful as usual with his um, tips on life. But we're just going to take a quick break now because um, it's Alex's turn to do a feature. For subpar comedy and poor impressions, it's time for Al's Is this you? Oh, no. I've trod in dog dirt again. Does this ruin your day? Hate the smell? But have you ever actually tasted it? Oh, God. Why not try one of M&S's new dog dirt sandwiches? Two luxurious sourdough slices caressed with creamy butter, fresh British tomatoes, and a generous layer of dog dirt. (laughs) This isn't any old dog dirt. This is M&S dog dirt. Try it. You might just like it. Now it's time for the news. In each episode, Stu reads us a couple of news stories. One is made up, one is found actually on the bloody internet or something. He also tells us sports results, business, travel, weather, and anything else that pops into his head. So, Stu, here we go. Hey, this could be one for your catch- comedy catchphrases. Here are your headlines. Doubt it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Gong. Pete Burns teaches kids how to use a playground roundabout. You spin me round. <laughs> and then they, uh, they kind of got the gist of it after that. <laughs> That's one of my favourite headlines you've done. That's great. Episode 36 um, as well. Who says this podcast <clears throat> on his ass? Yeah, go on. Thriving. Uh, Billy Ocean. Oh, wow. And, uh, me and the mother are going to see Billy Ocean in a couple of weeks. Do one oh, for yeah. Full. Well, yeah, rescheduled nice. from the uh, pandemic. It was a... Christmas present, I believe, or birthday present. One of the two. I can't remember. It's going to be a good, though. I'm going to go on stage and try and hug him. I'm going to give him a big <laughs> hug and try and sing. Um, what's it called? Smells like Teen Spirit. No. <laughs> Red Light Spells Danger. That's my All favorite. Right. We'll see how far I get to the stage anyway. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Billy Joshin says that he gets scared flying when he's on tour. <laughs> He says, I don't like turbulence when the Boeing gets rough. <laughs> Very good. He's, <laughs> he's good, isn't he? Hey, Stuart, this is for our, um, if we're applying for the Sony Awards, we'll put this good. through. <laughs> About bloody time. <laughs> and uh, finally, Earth, Wind and Fire have had to cancel a series of concerts due to most of the band getting the flu. The, 
the Bogey Wonderland Tour will be rescheduled <laughs> next year. <laughs> Ring that good podcasting bell. <laughs> Achoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> mm. uh-huh, indeed. But first, story number one. <clears throat> it has been confirmed that Eminem is opening a mom spaghetti restaurant in his hometown. <laughs> I can already yeah, tell the, where it's going. The exciting and slightly bizarre news was announced on an advert running on their local TV station in Detroit last week. In the 30-second commercial, Eminem, real name Marshall Mathers, can be seen vomiting out a Chinese takeaway container with Mom Spaghetti branding across it. The advert continues with samples of what's um, available from the restaurant, opens, which is opening in Detroit at the end of the month. I imagine there'll be a lot of mom spaghetti and palms are sweaty in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mom spaghetti, of course, is a famous reference to a lyric from Eminem's 2000 hit, 2002 hit, Lose Yourself. According to reports, the restaurant is in partnership with Union Joints. Uh, who worked with him in his uh, Mom Spaghetti pop-up restaurants at recent festivals, including uh, Glastonbury, <laughs> Burning Man, and um, the, Abbey the, Park uh, the annual Rill Festival in oh, North yeah. Wales. We'll be there next year, don't you worry? Oh, I can't wait. Live from Rill. It's the <laughs> Stu and Alpod. Uh, last year, Eminem donated some of his famous spaghetti it's mom spaghetti uh, to frontline workers during the pandemic. Oh, oh nice, wasn't it? In a post on Instagram, staff from the Henry Ford Hospital thanked him for his generous donation. Oh, lovely. But they lost themselves in his spaghetti. And if they, they said, if, if we don't like the spaghetti, my name is not Gerald from the Henry Ford Hospital. <laughs> yeah. So is Eminem um, opening a mom spaghetti restaurant? Or Will Smith has yeah. become a market trader in London, uh, but he only insi- he insists it's only for a role in his new film. Oh, okay. Uh, Will said, uh, "I'm starring in this new film by Guy Ritchie, where I'm a market trader by day, by day, and then a gun for hire at night." Mm. Sounds good. Uh, the movie is called Four Targets for a Pound. Where I play Del Dorigue. Um to prepare how weird is that Del Dorigue? Yeah. Strange. To prepare to prepare for the role, I decided to work in London on the market for research. So I've been with uh, Trevor or Big Trev, you know, just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trev was going to Miami, uh, <laughs> but I begged him to stay to show me the ropes. Uh, he's taught me so much. Uh, thank you so much, Big Trev. See, he must have listened to one of our uh, earlier episodes where you can save time yes, by, by saying Trevor. Trevor. Um, I mean, my graph for this is top notch. We're not, we're not bad boys. Just <laughs> um, you know, honest salesmen. Try these strawberries. What do you think? They were, they were nice as well. I, I did try the strawberries, and they, they were good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so try the strawberries. You'll get a free tin jiggy if you do. <laughs> uh, now these are on the house, okay? These are on the house, so you're getting, so you're getting jiggy with it. <laughs> oh God! Uh, so buy buy these pairs as well. And I'll cut you a deal. See? 
I'm a natural. I, I'm born to sell. Uh, the role is personal to me. I mean, I, I, I took it on in, in pursuit of happiness. It was, <laughs> it was like it's uh, written in the stars, if you will. I mean, do you follow astrology at all? Well, I mean, I'm a Gemini man. Oh, God. Yeah, even the latest ones in there. Yeah. Uh, sorry there, a bit off tangent. My bad. But I love making films here in the United Kingdom, or the UK, as you, uh, you Brits call it. Better than the United States, anyway. I mean, I'm not an enemy of the state. <laughs> just like uh, making movies uh, over here in the UK. I'm uh, shooting a Western next week, uh, or next month, sorry, here, which will be challenging because it, it doesn't really resemble the wild, wild West around here. But um, uh, there we go. But anyway, apple. I will get back to the stall now. Elders, these apples won't sell themselves, you know. Trev, I have, mate. Sort these two men in blackout, will you? Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that you managed yes, to mate. get. And not only his songs, yeah, but uh, but uh, his movies in it as well. Well, I I I actually kind of thought that the Eminem one was going to be made up, but obviously that one's real. So is he really doing a restaurant called Mom Spaghetti? Yes. But then Convenient. in his song, he says vomit on vomit on his sweater, Mom Spaghetti. So it doesn't really yeah, like when he he's vomited up Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, because well, it wasn't very nice. Spaghetti looks really nice though. I watched the advert. It's um. Very homemade, but um, yeah, if we ever in Detroit, we'll have to have a look. Okay, fair enough. Well, a bit of sport. Oh yeah, sorry. What's the uh, real story? Uh, well, the mom spaghetti one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Will Smith uh, is not a market trader, and he has no plans to be. I doubt as well. So, okay. <laughs> what a bit of sport, Al? Yes, please. Okay, good. Uh, so, chess. I went last week. What's your move this week? Um, knight to rook seven. You're going to regret that next week, Al. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at this move I've got ready now. <laughs> and in cricket, yeah, cricket, the English, it was cricket. A sticky wicket was just a ticket for Gary Brickett, who scored 185 for the Pricket Arms 11. <laughs> Brilliant, just a ticket. A uh, bit of business for you today, Al. Today's stock market report. Uh, market for raisins has dried up. Uh, balloon prices have inflated and toilet paper touched a new bottom. <laughs> Elevator prices are rising while escalators continued in their small decline. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, in travel, a joke for the United Kingdom here. In travel, all those traveling anywhere, can you let us know where you get your petrol? Oh, yeah, true. We are running very low. <laughs> so very low, thanks to the good old British media. <laughs> yeah, and the fucking idiots. Want to panic? Contact any of our UK independent newspapers, everyone. Yeah, they'll, they'll fucking get you, you going. Don't worry. We'll move on to something else uh, next week. It'll be food shortages next. Whatever they make us panic by next year. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, all, we'll all go for that. We're running out of shit, bro. Uh, shout out to the fucking twat who filled six jerry cans uh, full in that petrol station. If you're listening, I hope you are. You absolute cunt. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, I, I just want to put a little bit of um, put a bit of Billy balance on this because what if he was filling those for elderly people that need? I bollocks, <laughs> Hey, still, I filled my car so full of petrol last week I couldn't get in. Weather next week is going to be light blue rain. Oh, lovely. Thank it's you. like on the cartoons. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Stu. That was a lovely in the news. And now it is time yeah. for Buster Mind.
Fancy quiz. In each episode, Stu and I give each other a subject. We're bastards about it, and we must do all of our revision through Wikipedia. We then ask each other five questions, and the winner gets a point. So far, it is nine all. Stu has pulled this back from, I think, nine six. I think he was down. He was about five one down at the start because he wasn't revising. Now he has. So on this episode, it was the letter P. Stu, I gave you everyone's favourite serial killer, Peter Sutcliffe. And you gave me? Yeah. Uh, oh, glad you're dead, by the way, Peter. Uh, I gave you Pakistan, the Pakistan. country, not the band. Okay, Stu, ask me the questions first. Go for it. Okay. Alex, what is the capital of Pakistan? Islamabad. Correct. <gasps> uh, Alex, what is the largest city of Pakistan? Karachi. Correct. Shit. <laughs> uh, Alex, what is the currency of Pakistan? Is it the dinar? It's the rupee. Oh, bollocks. Brilliant. Uh, the year that Pakistan gained its independence from the United Kingdom? Oh, 1976? He didn't revise too much, did he, listeners? Uh, what was uh, it? No, it was ni- 1947. Oh, God. I, I, I can't uh, the, it later, but... The number of times that Pakistan have won the Hockey World Cup? Hockey? Cool. Ten? <clears throat> Four. Ah. Oh. Bollocks. Alex, you have scored two. I was quite happy with that, though. You started off so well, and then... Um, I did, and then just went downhill. Then questions. And then questions, harder questions. Questions got serious, son. <laughs> so, Stu, oh. your chosen subject is Peter Sutcliffe. Here are your questions. Lost in hell. <laughs> Question one. When did he die? And I want the date. 13th of November 2020 from COVID-19. At least it did something, right? Correct. Well done. Question two, where in Yorkshire was he born? Binley. Yes, correct. Question three, what was his occupation? He was a HGV driver. Correct. Question four, what date was he apprehended by police? Oh, can I remember the year? It was 19, August 1981. 2nd of January 1981. Oh, January. And finally, question five, where, and there's three places he was imprisoned. I just want one of them. Uh, Broadmarsh. Yeah, uh, it's Broadmoor. Oh, you know what I meant. Well, you've Broadmoor, won anyway. The, the psychiatric hospital. There was um, there was um, it was either side, wasn't it? And all there was two prisons either side of that. So it's Park. He was it was at Parkhurst, Parkhurst, and Franklin, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, Broadmoor. So you would have got three anyway. So I'll get out. Uh, so you have won that. So it now it is ten nine. We took the lead, lads. Let's do. Well Come done. On. Um, so give me a tie. Give me the tiebreaker. If you actually um pleased tonight, he was um, attacked a number of times in uh, all of the prisons. Blinded in one eye, uh, severely damaged in the other, uh, stabbed on numerous occasions, strangled as well during that time. So yeah, glad all that happened to you, Pete. If you're listening up there, you piece up of shit. there. Do you think he's gone to heaven from what he did? Down there. Down there. Down there. I don't think they get quite... Well, to be fair, if, if they play a podcast in hell, it's going to be ours, isn't it? <laughs> no doubt. So, Stu, uh, give us a tiebreaker. Uh, the tiebreaker, uh, Pakistan won gold for hockey at the Olympics. I want the years, 
Who they played against and where the Olympic City was. Fuck knows. That's too hard a tiebreaker. Nah, just give me the years. Give me the years. I wrote down the other stuff for my own general How many did they win? Uh, Three. Okay. I just Uh, want the years. So the um, the years they won gold at the Olympics. 20... 2004. Wrong. 2096. Wrong. Okay, never mind. You You only did two years there. No, I said 20, 2004, 2096. Yeah. Oh, 1996. Uh, yeah, no, wrong on all three accounts. Okay. Uh, 1960 uh, in Rome versus India in the final. 1968 in Mexico City versus Australia. And 1984 in Los Angeles. Oh, if you tell me this one right, if you give me the country, yep. by, I'll get the first round uh, next time we go out. If you get it wrong, you get the first round instead. Okay, go on then. So 1984 in Los Angeles against England, UK. No, no, it was West Germany. Oh, fair enough. First round's on you. I'll have a pint of vodka, no <laughs> ice. <laughs> so your tiebreaker question was, what was his wife's name? Lynn. It was Sonia. That's it. Yeah, I read that earlier. On. Two Alan Partridge characters there. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, let's do. Give me. We're on to Q. Give me my subject for next week. Alex, you've got everyone's fifth favourite London club, Queen's Park Rangers. UPR. Stu, I'm going to give you an, a choice here. Would you prefer Queen, the band, or the Queen? Um, I'll take the band because you can write a lot about the Queen. Okay. As it's bastermind, I am going to be a bastard, and you're going to have the Queen now. <laughs> Good, I, I was hoping that would be the case because yeah. I prefer that as well. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> is that Queen Elizabeth the second or the first? Uh, the queen, the now queen, the one that's now uh, the second, the present. Then. Yeah, the queen. Right. Yeah, you don't call yeah. the old one the queen. How old is the queen been... now? What is she like? She must be late forties, early fifties, isn't it? She's about ninety-six, I think. Oh bloody hell, that's gone by quick. Right. <laughs> anyway, that yeah, was the past yeah. mind. And now, how old are you again? <laughs> so I, I, mean, I must be in my 30s. Uh, mm. so, <laughs> I'm fucking younger than you. So now Wait, it's time. Well, we're in the same school year. <laughs> I know, but I've still got six months on you. Yeah, okay. Mean, it's not my so, popped out first. <laughs> yeah, I stayed You're in for late anyway. I stayed in for an extra six months. So that hey, was <laughs> that was Bastermind. And now it's time for Tales Down to Bear Go Nails. Oh, what shows you ruining this week, readers, listeners? Rabbit, 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 rabbit. In each episode, me and Al take it in turns going down to London's finest, finest establishment. London's Stringfellows. No, sorry, no, the Baggerdales. The Baggerdales. Is Stringfellows still there? I don't know. I tried to get in string photos once. Denied at the door. Oh, by Peter himself. Nah, some fat bouncer. Oh. Can we, if we go to London, can we try and get in? I can be right there. It's got to be long, still there, isn't it? As long as it's near Bag of Nails. you got to wear a suit, that's the thing. Oh, fucking hell. Fuck it off. Let's just go Bag of Nails all day instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to wear do a do suit decent burgers and all. And they do decent burgers too. Um, yeah, so we go down to uh, London's finest establishment, the Bag of Nails. In uh, where where is it again? I think it's in. <laughs> that could be one of your catchphrases. Yep, along with hear your headlines and um, 
garlic bread. <laughs> uh, this week, it was uh, Alex's turn to go down to the Bag of Nails. Now, if you remember a couple of episodes ago, he met John from Rosie and Jim. Al, uh, anything similar to that this week at all? Uh, unfortunately, still yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be my new uh, my new angle now for uh, Bag of Nails. <laughs> I think it might be my new angle as well. <laughs> so, Stu, this week I met a chap um, who played Bungle in Rainbow for a very short period of time. Um, but Bollocks, re- I was going to do. I was going to do Jeffrey next week. <laughs> you, you still can. You still can. <laughs> so, um, no, I'll, I'll pick I'll a new show. I'll pick. I'll, I'll pick uh, here's the uh, tape for you. Uh, so the, this uh, feature is going to be called from now on Ruining Your Childhood Down the Bag of Nails. <laughs> Click. All right. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, hello. Hello, Stuart. Uh, my Uh-oh. name is uh, Reg Beauregard. Red, that's Reg Beauregard. And I, uh, I played Bungle in Rainbow for about six months. Now, I know what you're thinking. I sound nothing like him. That's because yeah. they used to get a voice actor in to do the voice of Bungle. And they'd Makes get sense. different uh, physical actors to play Bungle. So I did it for six months. Um, but I was actually sacked Stuart, after numerous incidents. Okay. Now, <laughs> people say sex offender. Like, I'll, I mean... I'll stop you there. I'll stop there. Got a prediction. One of these is going to involve George. <laughs> Yay! Now, now people, <laughs> say, people say sex offender. Like, you know, like you can just band it around. But I never did anything to anyone. All I did was expose myself and a little bit of public masturbation. I mean, come on. Is that, uh, is that bad? One time, uh, right, Stuart, I'll tell you a couple of stories for when I was um, on the set of Rainbow. What I used to do sometimes is I, I, ha- I cut out a little hole and I used to pop my cock out of Bungle's mm. costume. Now, because it was under the desk, no one could see it. So there's no problem with that, is there really? But what I used to do is I used to rest it on Dave, who was the puppeteer for Zippy, and Paul, who was the puppeteer for George. Just for a laugh, mind, I used to rest my cock on their shoulder. And of course, they fucking went mental and started telling the director general. So I got a bit of a warning there. It's <laughs> just a warning. Um, one night, Stu, oh, bloody hell, we had such a laugh. Me, Rod and Freddie from Rod, Jane and Freddie, right? We, yeah, I know them. We got really drunk, right? We stayed in the studio after everyone left. We got really drunk and we took it in turns, putting our bollocks in Zippy's mouth, right? But one of the funny thing was, Stu, right? Dave, who's the puppeteer for Zippy, he was there as well. He'd got his hand in Zippy's mouth, but we blindfolded him and said we were going to put things in Zippy's mouth and he, he'd feel them underneath and he had to say what they were. We said, Stu, they were kiwi fruits. But of course, they're all bollocks. He then takes his blindfold off, goes fucking ballistic, goes straight to the director general. So there we go, Steve. Bloody spoil sport, eh? <laughs> so there's my second warning. Bloody hell. Rod and, uh, Rod and, Rod and Freddie got a warning as well, but um, that was our first warning. Um, <laughs> Gotta be fair. Gotta be fair. I tell you who's a big spoil sport on the set of Rainbow, Stu. Bloody Jeffrey. Well, he used to feel left out because he'd never join in the games with me, Rod and Freddie. We wouldn't let him. So he complained, right, saying that he was being left out of stuff. So what I did, 
is I shat in his shoes. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. So funny it was. And the thing is, he there wasn't enough time for him to change his shoes. He had to wear shoes full of shit for an entire episode of Rainbow. It's so funny. You, I tell you what, if you watch that episode back, you'd know because he's fucking livid. It's absolutely brilliant. So anyway, yeah, he goes and gets, he complains. So another warning, a third warning. Director General says, one more of this, Reg, and you're out. So it's like, oh, bloody hell, I have to be, uh, I have to be uh, careful here. And the last draw, Stu, basically, I got my final warning when I was caught shagging the director's wife, but I was wearing bungle suit. And, uh, you know, they got, they weren't happy with that. They, they forced me to take it down to the dry cleaners to get it dry cleaned. Still, I didn't. So all the following episodes, there's some of my jism on Bungle's uh, costume and no one knew about it. Fucking brilliant. I tell you what, uh, it's absolutely amazing. That 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 suit is forever tarnished, tarnished. But anyway, Steve, I still see some of the lads from time to time. Me, Rod, Freddy, Zippy. He still hang out with Zippy sometimes, get him drunk, put a cox in his mouth, that sort of thing. You know, all a bit of fun, yeah. isn't it? It's all a bit of fun. Yeah. But, you know, um, if you've got any work coming up, I could really do with it because, uh, as I say, I'm on a register now. So, but uh, anyway, nice to speak to you. See you around. So that was him, Stu. That was Reg. Um, yes. Mm. Uh, Bungle. It's not, it seemed like a nice bloke, didn't he? Nice. <laughs> so that was my trip down the bag of nails. Stu, you'll be taking a trip down next episode. Yeah, I'm going to go ruining one of these shows, I think. It seems fun. <laughs> Now it's time to move on from the bag of nails and we're going to head to Mike Reed's Top Tips. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette tape. Ooh, Betamax. No, that wasn't cassette. And he's got a couple of tips from Mike Reed on it. So, Stu, have you got a cassette this week? Ching! Here it is. And pop that in and click. Get it, everyone, because I'm in EastEnders. That's the start of the theme tune on the show that paid me money to live. Jag Pat. Um, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, got a few tips to improve your life. Good. Look no further than me. Make your car seem twice as fast by swapping your speedometer from miles per hour to kilometers per hour. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> don't get carried away, don't mind. I'm not endorsing speeding, obviously. <laughs> ah, oh yeah, that's it. Another one. Cover up your poop sounds by screaming at the top of your lungs every time you do one. <laughs> Might think you're mad, but they won't think you're pooping. See you, boys. See you next week. Thanks, Mike. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> what a lad. What a Love lad. It. What a lad. So that brings lad. another lad. episode to an end. That is episode 36. Still, how many episodes do we can keep going for now? 410. Oh, bloody hell. Imagine that. What are we going to do when Pastermind gets to Zed? Uh, pick a new feature. We might have to, yeah. We're not that far off. Well, we're probably mm. about six months off at least, so we've got quite a while. Yeah, so, we've got a while. Um, before we uh, kind of wrap it up, let's have a look at what we've got next week. So if you would like to contribute your favourite um, 
comedy catchphrases or oh, yes. you would like to tell us your Stick favorite around. single from 1991 then you can contact up, up us music. on social media we are twitter and instagram at Stu and Alpod, or you can email us stuandalpod at gmail.com Stu, have you got anything to say before we uh, get out of here the Daddy Longlegs is the uh, most poisonous creature on Earth, but it has no way of uh, injecting its venom. Yes, yeah, because its teeth aren't strong enough. Or it doesn't have any teeth. I can't remember which one it is. Mm. Yep, lovely fat. Fun fact. Fun fact. So, Stu, because we were doing ABBA this week, we've already had a little bit from ABBA's manager, I thought I'd contact the individual members of ABBA this week. I've done that before. I did well, that one in the news. I know you did. But I thought I'd contact them again because because yeah. they were on our podcast. I thought I'd contact them and say, what do you think of our podcast? Because obviously they would have listened back to that episode. So I thought I'd ask yeah. them what they thought of the podcast. So I've got a tape okay. with all their thingies on. Here you go. That was a good one, that one. Yeah. Click. Hello, I'm here with Abba. I'm here with Agnetha, uh, Benny, Anifried and Bjorn. I am saying your names right, aren't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, now I know that you've been, <clears throat> I know that you've all travelled around a lot and been living in different countries. So your Swedish accent may sound a little yeah. bit off. Is that that's is the that, reason? Is that's that the right? reason why? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so brilliant. <laughs> so just in case anyone's thinking it's not Abba, it's because yeah. their accents have faded over time. Question: okay. I have a question for Abba. I have a question for Abba. Well, Where have you is... been travelling to, Abba? <laughs> They've lived all over the world, Stu. And of course, they did okay. worldwide tours. So they and uh, oddly, those four pick up accents really quickly. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. the others when they did a tour, they probably spent what three days in that country. So yeah. plenty of time to pick up the accent. Yes, indeed. Yeah, most definitely. So first, Benny, you listened to an episode of our podcast. What did you think? Oh yeah, is um um I listened to his podcast and um it sounds a bit more German, doesn't it? Must be related uh, to his manager from earlier. Yeah, I listened to the podcast and um I just thought right. it was um uh, it was really shit. Uh, yeah, I think okay. you guys are very unfunny. The features mm-hmm. are poor. The is the 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 actual um <laughs> the actual podcast is just rubbish. I don't That's know brilliant. who would listen, and mm. uh, I don't think any ABBA fans would ever listen. Oh, um, okay. Thanks, Benny. Um, Agnetha, Agnetha, coming to you next. What do you think? Uh, aha! <laughs> That's something we say in a lot of our songs. Aha! <laughs> um, I listened to the episode where Stu met Vizzers and we had an interview with him. Um, I'd just like to say that I didn't like Stu when I met him. And I did listen to the episode back, but I thought it was really shit. Um, you, you two aren't funny. The features are shit. The production is absolutely appalling. Um, I don't. Not. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Um, that, that that's all right, Agnetha. Um, Anifree, um, Anifree, um, have you got any anything to say? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fucking high, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh. Um, I listened to your podcast once. Um, I got about um thirty seconds in, and I had to turn it off because I was vomiting blood. It's that bad. It's awful. Stop doing it. Oh um. Thank you. Sort your voice out, love. I know, bloody hell. And finally, Bjorn, um, what did you think? Yeah, no, I did. I like, I, I, uh, yeah, sure. I quite like your podcast. I did. Uh, your, your accents are spot on. That's one thing I have to say. 
And, uh, you know, because uh, some people think your accents aren't very good, but I think they're absolutely brilliant, your impressions and all that kind of thing. I really enjoy your podcast, lads. And uh, if you ever want me to come on and do a little bit of a, a feature, like, you know, in the Beyond's, uh, you know, Beyond's whatever, Beyond's Corner or Beyond, you know, all that kind of stuff, I'd be more Beyond than happy again. to do it. Beyond again? Yeah, it could be. Is Bjorn again, and I can just tell a story about when I was in Aberdeen. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. Right, thanks, lads. Thanks. All right, thanks, Bjorn. Uh, Stu, what do you think? Um, I didn't know Bjorn was like, from. Yeah, I didn't. I've always you know. liked Bjorn the best. So to be fair. I do. Yeah, I don't think he's Children from. Children of the Bjorn. I don't think he's from Sweden, but. Uh... Uh, uh-huh. well, he, might, he might be. Just his accent may have wavered from living in the United Kingdom for a long time. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's the end of episode 36. So, Stu, uh-huh. should we end by singing uh, Know Me Knowing You and then going out on a really long um, aha? Aha. How about that? Right, you ready? Aha. Uh-huh. Three, two, one. Knowing me, knowing, knowing, knowing oh, fucking you. Hell. Should we get in fucking time with each other? We are. No, we weren't. I think there's a delay your end. All right, fair enough. Three, two, two. one. Knowing me, knowing you. Goodbye. Hey, yeah. I'm nothing special. I tell a joke, you've probably heard it before. I don't believe that. No, you probably have. But I have a talent, a wonderful thing. Cause everyone listens when I start to sing. I'm so grateful and proud. All I want is to sing it out. Take a chance, 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 take a chance